Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 62 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Merrico. Good morning, Jacob. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good this morning. Oh, well, that's Pretty great. darn good. I'm having a weird morning. I woke up and I just I just have John Denver stuck in my head. Is that what? normal? It depends on what John Denver song. Which one? Country Road. Is that that's ooh. Mm. no? What? You know that's what? That's a great song. That I make, mean, that's a solid sense. song. I just don't understand why I woke up with it in my head. You know what? It was in like twenty-five movies last year. I <laughs> was it really? Spe- I remember specifically like watching like Alien Covenant and Lo- um, Lucky Logan, and there was like a oh, whole bunch. See, that's probably why it's just subliminally stuck in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, Country Road. Like, what I wouldn't give for uh, thank God I'm a country boy. Like, <laughs> just something, something different. You guys are gonna make me go watch Son-in-Law with Polly Shore to get my good John Denver. <laughs> song fix um so speaking of songs this is a very important issue we have to address i had a um an avid listener come up to me and this is the second person who's brought it up and was like i love the show i listen to all of them but man oh man do i want to punch your opening song in the face jeez (laughs) so and then i thought a lot of hate for the theme we're over 60 episodes Maybe it's time. You know, maybe it's time Switch that it we up. change the song. I've had some people say they like it, but we also put it together in about 19 seconds. That is true. Um, and by we, you mean you. Yeah, I sat down one day and was like this. So um, I have some sample sounds I was thinking of working with. Can I get Can I get your opinion? Uh, ooh, a live, <laughs> live chat session? Let's do it. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I like eh? that one. Eh? I like that already. It's an <laughs> 80s vibe going on there. Okay, next. I mean... Oh, my, oh, my. We can work with that, yeah, right? That's a funky little tune, too. Okay, a couple more. Oh, I, I love everything about that one. That, that's some mental imagery that comes up. Listen to that one. And last one. Oh, see, I feel like we jumped into a Spike Lee movie with that last one. <laughs> so, um, Tony, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter and let us know how you feel about any of those. Um, maybe we'll mix them all together they're and all, create the greatest song. Yeah, they are all pretty recorded. great, I got to admit. That third one especially, I'm just like, boom, boom, You're still boom, got boom. it. Still, still we could just a full baseline jingle. Well, yeah, that I could don't, work. I don't hate it. All right, so everyone, please let us know um, if we should change it and what direction that we should head yeah. in. I really don't know. I have no, I have no. They're all such right now. different and great options. I don't know. I have to. Deaf. And also, while we're just you know, <laughs> just talking. That's all we ever do. Like it is a podcast. <laughs> Um, I do want to talk about a program that's actually coming up, which we don't do all the time, but um, this one sounds super awesome. It's called Homegrown Authors. Okay. Yeah, so it's happening on Saturday, so that would be March 23rd at 2 p.m. And what it is, it's a new program to the library, and they are promoting writers, but just from around Buffalo and Western New York. So it's all local authors, and they're going to have them come in and actually talk and read excerpts. So this month is our author, Mark Goldman. And he's written a bunch of books on the history of the city and was super instrumental in like revitalizing downtown Buffalo with Calumet Cafe on Chippewa and on Allen Street. I think he has hardware. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be reading from his newest book, which is Albright, The Life and Times of John J. Albright. And then he'll be answering questions about that and about his other books. So it's pretty cool. And I'm not sure, but they're definitely looking to get as many local authors as they can to come in and chat about their stuff. So right. if you're free, 2 p.m. Saturday. I yeah, might as well stop by. Why not? I mean, it sounds it sounds kind of rad. Sounds fun. I can learn some stuff about Albright. I know nothing about the guy. There you go. So there you go. It sounds, sounds pretty awesome to me. So now that's a good thing. And now let's talk about the terrible things happening. Do you ever, do you ever, notice, <laughs> do you ever notice, Michelle, how small this room is? <laughs> it it kind of feels almost like we have a full house in here. Oh, my friend, what a setup. Thank you. Thank I didn't you. know where you were going, but I appreciate so it. It's Mensa level, let me tell you. So, as I'm sure all of you know, last Tuesday there was an explosive reveal of the greatest named thing ever, Operation Varsity Blues. Can we, we had to talk for a second. <laughs> like, somebody is at the, uh, at the FBI there was just having a lot of fun with that. He's like, hey, guys, 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 check it out. It was a college movie. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. You, awesome. you get it, dude? Um, James Vanderbeek definitely commented on the whole thing, like my jam. But I'm going to say this has to be one of the like biggest reveals in a in a past couple years of large reveals. Um, so the FBI unsealed documents that show that college admission scam that's been going on, which has resulted in the arrest of 50 people across the country. Um, and I feel like the people that you've seen most um, in the news are obviously Lori Lachlan and Felicity Huffman. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope William absolutely. H. is doing okay with this. But and Still not sure why he didn't go to jail for this, too, but that's a story. Well, for it's just kind of crazy that so much of the reporting has revolved around these two, you know, our full house and desperate housewife oh. actresses. But the admission scheme... I mean, it's it really goes into the whole world of just wealthy people and privilege and corruption within the college admission process. It's kind of a process. thing that, kind of a thing everybody kind of would like joke about or like say under their breath. And now it's like, hey, we got this huge case that it's actually a thing. Yeah, like it's not shocking. I don't think anyone fainted when they heard this news. But I guess it's just the level of like getting them into college through sports because they photoshopped their faces on people doing the sports so, and so how much great. mail fraud um, happened. And then like a fake charity that this ran under this key worldwide foundation who was working under the pretense that these contributions, AKA bribes went to help undeserved um, underserved kids. Mm -hmm. And what a mess. And not it's to naughty. Much, and on the athletic end, it hasn't even tapped into this yet. But, you know, if this all gets proven true, USC is, is looking, possibly having a lot of NCAA sanctions and possibly some uh, programs dis dis dissolved because, like, you cheated and you broke the bylaws of the NCAA. You might not have sports teams anymore. Wow, really? Yeah, because taking But it's bribe their choice if they didn't pick the best person. Oh, but it's still a bribe. It's, it's, a, it's a bribe and it's a fake athlete. So It's a reverse not bribe. It's not like... And you got the best person. You yeah, got you just you got somebody not even on the team, and you put them on your. Here's paperwork. what's up, That's Jacob. If someone paid you five hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars to be fake recruited to a sport, what sport would you want to be fake recruited to? Uh, probably hockey or lacrosse, and just say like, oh, I got a shoulder injury, some <laughs> some kind of thing that you have to nice. sit out all the time. For me, fencing all the way. I want to oh, be a fencer. That's Plus, cool. it'd be so easy. To Photoshop my pictures because I'd have that weird beekeeper yeah. mask on. The this whole is totally time. her. I can I can imagine some bad photoshopping with like your face <laughs> vaguely behind it with too big for the helmet. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a total mess that's going to be going on um, for a while. Although I think it's going to bring attention to, of course. So I see this story. 
And then the next day I saw a story about a woman who was in jail, arrested, and now because she's been charged, she's not going to be able to complete her teaching certificate because now she has this, like, you know, record. Yeah. And all she did was lie about the address of her daughter so her daughter could go to a better school. Um, and her her sentence is much harsher than this huge, like, bribery scam. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, she's black. Is that is that part of it? That or the poor thing. It's one of the two. It it's always seems to be that the less privileged get these harsher sentences, so... You know, that's yeah, th- going to be, I think. But I think, like, this is this is good then if it's going to bring light to kind of that conversation. Well, I think, like, another p- big story this week has been about, like, how sentencing for a crime is disproportionate. It's happened a couple of times in different cases yeah. like, over the past Yeah, and it's week, been so. a situation forever. So at least, when, you know, we're, look at us. We're trying to find the light. That if there's a bad situation, maybe it will bring the light and fix other that bad is, situations. That is what we do. That was going to be our original name for this podcast was all lighted up. And we were like, mm, that sounds dumb. Let's go with all booked up. That's that's all. Is it even a word? Completely it's not even a word. Accurate. Um, okay, but so, so since we were in the, the college frame of mind, we had another show for today, but then we were like, let's scrap that and let's talk about um, our favorite college movies. There might be a con- consistent theme running through some of them. We don't know. We'll see. Oh, is there? There might be. I don't even, I don't know what you're talking about. There's some so. cohesion, I'm telling you. Cohesion. And then some books, too, um, that kind of capture the college story. You ready to jump into it? I'm always ready. Okay, cool. I'm going to start with, like, my favorite college movie is the film Wonder Boys. Do you oh, remember Wonder Boys? Have I, you seen Wonder Boys? I've seen it. I vaguely remember it. I really love that movie. Right? Yeah, Tobey Maguire, Michael mm-hmm. Douglas, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. I know you love him. I do. But so Michael Douglas is in the movie. He's a college professor, and he's really struggling to finish his novel, which I feel at this point is like 1,500 pages because he just can't end it. He's got the George R. R. Martin syndrome. Exactly. And then Tobey Maguire and Katie Holmes are in it. They play his students. It's based on the Michael Chabon novel by the same name. And it really focuses on just Douglas as a creative writing professor who's just super desperate at this point to get his book published. And then the Tobey Maguire student who's suicide obsessed. And he's a real it's a real interesting character that he plays. And then just their journey together. And it's darkly quirky. And the thing I like about it is it really reminds us of the sort of professor that in your head you always wanted the one that would really make you go to grad school because you just loved learning so much so yeah that's always a good little thing to have in yeah. movies it and very rarely happen unfortunately and unlike a lot of the college movies I feel that the ending of this film is far from predictable so that makes it more satisfying let's, to watch let's go back and watch it because I don't remember how it ends I really don't yeah it's a good film I actually it's been a long time since I've seen it I'm gonna go back too I do remember him having a pretty great scarf and um, he, coat combination in he that did. movie he did I liked his glasses too so okay so what else what else college experience all right college experience probably would go a lot more in line with some of the older ones i'm gonna go with back to school from 1986 the rodney dangerfield movie did you ever see it oh no i don't watch anything with rodney dangerfield except ladybugs what is you ladybugs is the one you watch (laughs) it had jonathan brandis we can discuss all the problems of ladybugs later on okay but oh (laughs) just go in your weird movie so okay if you have not seen Back to School, which you have not, it is the story of a um, very rich 
guy who runs a company named Thornton Mellon. That's who Rodney Dangerfield played. <laughs> Thornton Mellon. Thornton Mellon, okay, yeah. Okay. So he has a son who's in college who hates it and is thinking about dropping out. Now, he never went to college himself, so he thinks to himself, hey, why don't I go help out my son by um, enrolling in college? Thanks. So he bribes the dean of the school to get him into school because he has no qualifications whatsoever to this get in there. This is timely. This yes. is timely. <laughs> so then he joins a school and is basically becomes... It's a Rodney Dangerfield movie, so it all sorts get, of Rodney Dangerfield. Does he get any respect? Things. Is really what I'm wondering. Still no respect. Still no respect. Even after Man. he pulls off the greatest dive in movie history. Try dive? To dive. Oh yeah, the, it's a diving movie. There's whole movie is wrapped around a diving competition. Oh. Involving Rodney dives like in a bathing suit into a pool. Oh yeah. There, oh, well, Jacob, his body. Where do you his, pick these movies? His body double does in the Triple Lindy. <laughs> okay. It is a fabulous dive. Okay. This movie also stars a young Robert Downey Jr. in one of his really? first movies. Yep. Oh, so funny. Was that 33 years ago as one of the bad guys in this movie? I don't understand why you don't like um, Rodney Dangerfield, but this is top Dangerfield. It is a great movie. I'm glad. I'm glad we just dedicated time to it. I'm sure it's really good. Oh. <laughs> You're going to watch it and be like, what have I been missing all my life? Um, I ladybugs. The, boy, oh boy. the next one I want to talk about, it's not the greatest, but there's, there is something about it. The Rules of Attraction. Oh man! Do you remember that movie? Yeah. We, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on the novel by Brett Easton Ellis. Possible um, sequel to American Psycho, still f- up for debate. Yeah. So he is our American Psycho dude, which just kind of tells you it's what this movie is all about. Well, it's his brother in that book. Patrick Bateman's brother is a star. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, so this college movie covers an unusual love triangle between classmates, I'll say. And it is a little more scandalous than many college movies. So don't try to bond with your teenage children and watch this one. Oh, be no. very uncomfortable for everybody. There's going to be some many problems with that. But it, it's a black comedy about just the incredibly privileged students of this fictional Camden College. And, you know, they're pretty much empty lives because they've kind of been ignored by their families and just you know, thrown money at them to make it better. So while poor, the f- poor kids. The film kind of received poor reviews, but I think that was because it didn't adequately adapt the book to the screen. Um, but it still does have some moments and it has this one girl, I can never say her name, it's like Shoshiana Shoshana. Something, something. But I really loved her hair. So for that alone. Man, I remember her. What happened to her? I she don't know. She was she is a true beauty too. Yeah. I liked looking at her. But so I, I mean definitely I like it because it fits the whole like privilege college thing that we're going for here. Yeah. Which is wanna be a common theme going through. That is see. that is true. Okay, what else? All right. So this one is not exactly a college movie, but it is a mm. private school what? movie oh well it feels similar it's still similar so i'm gonna go with 2000s finding forester with sean connery and rob brown you i never saw it you ever saw that one pretty great movie so it's about um a young kid rob brown who's super smart he's a extremely talented writer but he's poor underprivileged and black in new york so he goes to kind of a crappy school yeah. and is underachieving but he's also really good at basketball so because of his basketball skills, he gets recruited to a private school, um, not based at all on his academic abilities, based entirely on his athletic abilities, even mm-hmm. though he's way smarter than half of the other kids there. And he basically finds a writing mentor played by Sean Connery, who turns out is like this J.D. Salinger level, like a f- like just awesome um, author. He's one of the top authors in the world, but he's a recluse. He's only written one book, sits around in his house and nobody knows why. And... The basis of the movie is those two having a connection 
with like a mentor mentee relationship with the mm-hmm. two but also he has this um, school stuff going on where it becomes increasingly prevalent that even though he is one of the smartest most talented kids in the school the only thing that the administration and the other faculty and students care about is the fact that he's poor and that they can use him to advance their own means through sure, sports. Sure, also sounds right. So and Sean Connery's like, I'm not going to take that. You was a smart boy. He, he may or may not have the quote, you're the man, dog. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Oh, no. Um, but it's a pretty good drama. Uh, it's a Gus Van Zandt movie when he was at the height of his powers. Okay. So definitely one we're checking out. And who doesn't like a early, late 90s, early 2000s Buster Rhymes doing some acting? I mean, I know I'm a fan, <laughs> so it sounds good. Okay, uh, I like that one. I, I've always meant to check it out. So. It's a good movie. I saw it when I was in Wisconsin. It was one of the only good things about that trip. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this one I wanted to bring up because it also fits into our Women's History Month, um, which is Mona Lisa Smile. Um, I don't know if you heard of that. It's a Julia Roberts movie. I, she, I've heard of that one. I never saw it. I though. never saw it either. She plays a young professor who begins teaching at uh, Wesley College in the 1950s. And her whole thing is that she is encouraging her students to aim more for than just a life of marriage. Okay. Because that was why women you know, were encouraged to go to college at that time. So through art, she's kind of showing them that marriage doesn't have to be their ultimate life achievement. And, I mean, some of those issues don't really apply to modern day but it still gives you that, like it demonstrates the impact that one teacher can have on a student and how much college can really change one's future. Which is basically what it was designed for in the first place. Yeah. So, and then let me just do one because I feel like it's the complete opposite of that, of just terrible teachers in my feeling, but Whiplash. Oh, I love Whiplash. Holy cow. Just watched that movie last week, actually. Did you? Yeah, I forgot how good it is. That is a volatile relationship. So we have jazz student Miles Teller and then his extremely abusive instructor, who um, J.K. Simmons, who won the Oscar for them. Well-deserved. Yes. Uh, I think that movie actually won three Academy Awards. It had multiple um, uh, nominations, but it tells a story. So Miles Teller plays a talented young drummer, and he's studying at a competitive music conservatory, and he's just like physically and mentally abused by this respected professor who whose whole intent is just pushing his students to greatness. So he thinks this kind of abuse is going to make them better musicians. Um, debatable. It's a debatable point of view. But. And I think because of that, the movie was met with some criticism for the way that he does play the instructor. I think they were like, that's not what's happening. Um, but it earned them five Academy Award nominations and probably, is just a stellar film. Probably should have won more. I, that was actually when I went back. I don't remember what else was up, but I remember thinking like that was the best picture of the year that it came out. It was right. really, that's a great movie. And I do not like jazz for the most part. So the fact that I was enjoying a bunch of jazz. Well, drumming his film, drumming, though, is just amazing. Oh, no absolutely. No matter what. Like, I don't know who was doing it, but man, there's some talent in that I mean, he was doing some of that drumming. There were just full shots of his body. That's true. That's true. I think he probably learned crazily. I always wanted to learn the drums. Never did. Okay. Like, like I, I think I could have a good drum. Maybe we'll find look. a good a good drum opening then oh. in honor of you. We, we, we wish we could use whiplashes, but now we've already, we, I've done, ruined that. I've ruined our opportunity. You have. All right. Well, we're running out of time, but All right, we yeah. might go a little long here because I still, there's so many good ones. Yeah, I'll just do a quickie one here because I know you hate my stupid sports movies. So the next one I'm going to go with is Necessary Roughness because who doesn't like Scott Bakula? See, you don't know this about me, but I hate your stupid sports movies. I know you do. <laughs> I know you hate them so very, very much. No, no, it's okay. Scott Bakula, did Scott you Scott Bakula in 1991. 
one. So this is back. I don't hate quantum, that. Quantum Leap Bacula. That's so, my favorite sort of Bacula. So so this one stars uh, Bacula, Sinbad, and Jason Bateman when he was just a pup as well. Aww. They basically, um, he plays, Bacula plays a, a, a 35-year-old guy who at, when he was 18, he was like the top quarterback recruit in the country. His dad dies. He decides to go work on the farm instead. There's a huge scandal at Texas State University basically involving they did nothing but pay their athletes to come play for them. They faked um, college exams. They faked mm. all their things mm-hmm. to make sure that they had the best players mm. on the field. <clears throat> they got caught, and then their whole pro- football program was dissolved, which is based on a true story of Southern Methodist University in Dallas, who was the oh, number okay. one team in the country, found out they got cheated, and their team got the death penalty, and they basically have been terrible ever since. Yikes. Um and it's like a, one of those early 90s sports feel-good comedies. So they're only allowed to recruit actual students, only 17 of them, and they end up being a terrible football team. But they learn what it is to, like, you know, become a unit and oh, all that hey, kind of stuff. I, you, know, I, you know I like my morality in a movie, so it, it, you I'll know, take it. It's your, early, it's your early 90s sports movie, so you kind of know what the template's going to be. But it's a fun little turn-it-on-when-it's-raining-outside movie. Okay. Wonder like has Scott Bakula ever been a young man? This dude looks mostly. Old. I just want to know how many times the word Bakula was was just said in this recording. Not it's enough. Not enough. Not nearly um, enough. Well, my movie is is oh less of a smile movie here. Um, the film Higher Learning. Oh man! But it is an excellent college film. It's covering all the bases. Oh boy, Higher Learning! I got thoughts. For miles on that movie. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. So if you don't know, it stars uh, Omar Epps, Ice Cube, Jennifer Connelly, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne with a super awesome accent. And it's a diverse group of freshmen at Columbus University. And they're learning about life. They are coping with sexual assault, racism, violence on campus. Like they really, they don't leave anything out. Um, Another Buster Rhymes performance. In this movie. It is true. Fishburne won an NAACP Image Award for his work, so that's something. Um, but when this movie came out, so it came out in 1995, violence actually plagued the cinemas showing the film during its opening week. I can see. I can understand that. Yeah, resulting in two deaths. Whoa, whoa that seems a bit much. Yeah, super crazy. But, I mean, the conflicts the characters experience on screen are definitely you know, eerily similar to the real life issues prevalent on college campuses today. This is So that's why I like the film for that. This is not a movie where the word subtlety was described at all. This movie no, it's, smashes you over They're the kind head. of caricatures of each issue. I remember really liking that movie though, like when I was younger. Oh I yeah. It used to be on HBO all the time and I would definitely watch it. had a Tori Amos song in it and I was like super obsessed with her, which is why I saw the movie. What? And then it was like, I don't wanna go to college. I don't know specifically which storyline that's going to be on, but I have a pretty positive idea which which one that's gonna be? I think it's gonna be popping up in the Jennifer Connelly, oh, main girl kind of storyline. Whose name I can't remember who that girl was. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? The main girl, the one who's like fresh. Oh, I don't know any of these characters' names. The blonde. Yeah. The oh, blonde. I have no idea who that actress is. Ah, posh. I Michael Rapport's the one that really sticks out in my mind. From oh movie. man, we don't have time, but I have such an entertaining Michael Rapport story. Do I risk it? Yeah, why not get some so I just want to say when I well, friend so, of the show by so the way. So when I when I lived in LA, I was um, a production assistant on this terrible rap music video that my friend like dragged me to, which pretty much means I worked for twenty three hours straight for like no pay, but awesome. just to to get noticed. But anyway, so in this terrible rap video. Um, by Jay Dilla. Do you know Jay Dilla? Nope. Moving on, Michael Rapaport. They wanted him in the video, so he showed up. 
And he was kind of the worst person ever. I'm pretty sure he uh, was on many drugs at the time. So at this point, we're shooting. It's like 3 in the morning. We've been shooting forever. It's terrible. And Michael Rappaport, they're just about to do his scene. And he's like, wait, wait, stop. Everybody stop. And the doctor's like, yeah, cut. What's up? He's like, can someone, like, give me a brownie? That everything about that sounds exactly like rap. And then to some me. other little PA they made like go out into the world at three a.m. and they were like, "Find Michael Rapaport a brownie," and I will never forget it for as long as I live. God, he's such a horrible guy. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take away the friend of the show, an enemy of the show. I mean. It wasn't. It didn't put him in a great light. No. Well, and I remember Elijah Wood was supposed to be in the video, but then he couldn't be, and I was totally heartbroken that I could have met Frodo. But man, yeah, what was he doing? I don't know. I guess he had better things to do at three in the morning than watching this video where they wanted strippers to um, go down a fireman's pole into a dumpster. Again, we're just gonna move on. It was a a dark period of my life. (laughs) He was too busy filming that dude in a dog suit show for fx that's kind of basic oh that might be doing. true all right let's do a couple more movies i feel like we're not going to talk about any books and we're just going to have to save it for another college yeah episode i'm sure that won't be a problem we're going to be doing more college stuff i'm real sad about college. it but all right let's do a couple more here um you can go ahead and put out some of your stuff okay there. so some of these are not the best but i just have to talk about them do you remember the movie the skulls Wow, yeah, I do. I'm going back in time. Wow. And I feel like The Skulls is important just because it kind of shows that secret inner workings of like college campus secret societies because, yes, people, that is real. Some colleges actually have secret societies. Oh, there's very famous ones, Skull and Bones. Everybody knows that one. And that's pretty much what this is based on. So the order in the film, I feel like it's an echo of like the Skull and Bones Society mm-hmm. of Yale, um, whose members include three U.S. presidents and a ton of politicians and other po- powerful people that have been in them. But for the movie, the character, who's played by Joshua Jackson, um, has an invitation to join one of these prestigious secret college organizations. This one's called The Skulls, um, which is a dream come true until murder befalls another student. Dun, dun, dun. And it gets a little, a little dark. But... Yeah, that really opened up a whole world to me of like, I'm sorry, schools have secret organizations? I want to be a part of that. You know what? Unfortunately, one of the main things I think about with that movie is like it's so 90s cover. It's just like six people that are in the movie staring at you from the cover of the movie. Oh, like the title on the back. Totally. And I'm sure someone in there has like um, frosted tips in their hair. Oh, Oh, the fashion. Is Paul Walker in that? He might be. I don't it remember. It seems like something Paul Walker would it show does up seem, on. I could it see does him seem like a thing he would have done. Movie and absolutely fitting the bill to a T. So it's definitely worth checking out. These are all, they're solid college films. Yeah. Do we have more? Come on, give me more. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, how about Dead Man on Campus? Did you ever see that movie? No. Mark Paul Gossler and Tom Everett Scott. It's a movie from MTV. They play two guys who get to school, one by his dad being rich, Mark Paul Gossard, Zach from Saved by the Bell. Sure. Tom Everett Scott's there on a scholarship for medical school. They slack off their entire first semester so bad that they are both about to get kicked out of school. Then they find in the bylaws that if their roommate commits suicide, they get straight A's. Oh, no. So then they spend the movie going around trying to find the most mentally unstable student. <laughs> to be their roommate? To be their roommate with the hopes that Jacob, he will kill. what do you watch? What goes on inside that apartment there, of yours? There is a Lachlan Monroe sighting in this movie where he is just, just off the rails. This movie is, okay, Mark Paul Gossler from Saved by the Bell 
absolutely knows what kind of movie he is in in this movie. He is having a ball just not caring and just okay. screwing around the entire film, being like a half unhinged. It's his idea. So anybody that comes up with that plan and is all about it just tells you where it is. Tom Everett Scott, I still sighed that that guy was a movie star at one point. Well, but he's serviceable I he was cute. in there. I liked it. Um, but man, this movie is fun not only because of its ridiculous premise, but also all the people that become famous that pop up throughout this movie. There's Allison Hannigan sighting, Jason Siegel's popping around there doing okay. some stuff. So it was but a little jumping off. Despite point. its weird premise and the legacy of MTV films is a. <laughs> It's quite a menagerie, let me tell you. Let me tell. Wait till we talk about Joe's apartment. I bit. also I have an even better Mark Paul Gossinger story, but I'm gonna save it. I'm not oh, gonna do it, but it's even better a, than, my, than my my Michael Rappaport one. Um, so we'll have to okay. dig into that at some point. All right, I guess I'll just end it here as we as we just go over time. But this one, wait, actually, how did you not talk about like Revenge of the Nerds or something? I thought something like that terribleness. Well, would come out. you know, you. you I've Revenge never seen it, so it has, I don't know. Okay, so Revenge of the Nerds, everybody heard about it. Um, it has a, quite a legacy as being like one of those best 80s teen comedies yeah. until you actually watch it. And then like right at the end of that movie, there's something that happens involving like the star nerd. Uh-huh. And then from a 2018 perspective, you're like, wait a minute, hold on. Did he just, It's there might be some kind of sexual assault component. Oh no! Oh, but it was nerd. like funny because it was the '80s or whatever. So they were like, "This is what we do." Oh, apparently, because when you see it, you're like, "Oh man, that's not cool." Like, oh. why is that done? Yikes! So okay, well, I see like, why you left it out. Yeah, it's kind of one of the reasons why nobody ever talks about Revenge of the Nerds anymore. Even okay. though Nerds in Paradise, much better movie and much more fun. Oh, good, good to know. Okay, I'm gonna end it here on a movie that I. It seems like a movie that you would bring up, but I'm bringing it up. Ooh, Road Trip. Oh, man. To me, this is one of the most underrated college films of all time. It's a Todd Phillips movie, that guy. I mean... Could have done a couple of his. And it's also... Kind of, it's a it's a bro movie at first. I'm not going to lie. But there's something about it. Like, overall, the plot is actually really funny. So there's a group Road of... Road trip's a good movie. Yeah, like, it's a group of students. They embark on this road trip from Ithaca to Austin, Texas in a race against time to save the one kid's relationship. I'm not going to know any of these people's names anymore. Um, but he, they... They are trying to get a videotape. Like the one guy, he ends up picking up a girl at a fraternity party and they kind of film their antics. And then somehow it gets sent to his girlfriend in Texas. So they are driving to Texas to try to get this tape before she watches it and it ends their relationship. Um, It's Tom Green is in it and I don't hate him more than anything in the world in that moment like I usually do. He is way disconnected from the main storyline of that movie. He's yes, that's probably why I, I don't hate him so much. But it actually is a good college movie, and it's a yeah, good it's road trip movie. Sh- I, I really like it. It's got, like, Sean William Scott in there. Amy Smart's rock, rocking around as the uh, the love interest Okay, in that that's movie. right. But who's Do, the main guy? What is his name, that actor? I can't remember. It's, oh, it's, oh it's Brecken Meyer, I think. Yeah, isn't he oh, the star could of that? Be. It's basically like fill in the blanks of eight, um, early, of early, early 2000 stars. Yeah, it's it's all of them. Yeah. But it is a good movie. Check it out. And then, of course, if you want the ultimate college experience, the most accurate, true movie about it, go see Monsters University. Of course. I mean, Mike Wazowski enrolls in college to fulfill his lifelong dream of becoming a scarer. Like, hello, it's very serious. He runs into a rival when he first meets Scully, or Sully. They never. Oh, you know what? Oof. Oh. That scene with the slug trying to get to class, and he's like, oh. I got to run. I laugh every time I see that scene. I mean, anything they do. But the, I know that the animators 
did like a college campus tour like they went to Sanford Harvard Princeton and Berkeley and everything to create um, you know the images the animation for their college so it looks really great and it's got a TV series coming to Disney plus so there you go future, we so. ended on a light note and do some plugs because we are late yeah we are everything that you hear us talk about and all booked up you can pick up at your local library we got 37 branches all throughout Erie County and a bookmobile for your convenience so to stop by any of them tell them what you want if we don't got it we'll get it for you within a day or two yeah and please follow us on Twitter at all booked up pod where we talk about stuff just completely in general. We're also going to start trolling Michael Rappaport because he <laughs> he will reply and be like, hey, bro, bring me a do, brownie. Do you remember this? Um, okay, so a couple quick facts before we go here about education. Did you know that the average graduate today owes more than $37,000 in student debt? I, okay, I didn't Which know is a pretty steep bill for someone fresh out of school because considering the average annual salary for a graduate with a bachelor's degree in like let's say education which is really common is just under $35,000 a year. Mm, that's so, that's some depressing math right there for you. I mean in 2015 a massive 21% of all borrowers attending for-profit and community colleges defaulted on their loans within just 2 years. Yeah. Right now, out there in the world, in student debt is $1.3 trillion. Awesome. <laughs> and, this story just keeps getting better and better. And I mean, there's a reason for that. Between 1987 and 2012, the cost of college rose by a staggering 400%. So, I mean, people stand no chance. This yeah. The price is crazy. And not only thing that's inflated worse than tuition is probably the cost of textbooks, which have risen by a rate of 812% over the past 30 years. And so lay off the millennials. What are their options your, your, here? Your grandpa still doesn't understand why you can't have a car, a house, and a full college <laughs> education on $10,000 a year. It's very bad. But thank you so much for listening. We're going to work on our jingle, and we will save the books for another episode. Thank you so much. What is that? It's a full house thing. I'm, I'm taking this out on some TGIF, Michelle. Come on, do more. I can't. All right, well, that's disappointing. Catch you next time. Bye.